everybody, welcome back to Dice Saga. We're going to be playing today. We're running the Last City campaign, but we're doing a twist on it. Uh, if you listen to the Dice Saga update video, or audio, uh, you would have heard that I'm running the same campaign for another player. Uh, so this will be Dice Saga Nero, um, and the other one will be called Dice Saga Dante. Um, and they will be the same story. They're going to start in exactly the same place. Well, maybe not the hour and a half of shopping but they're going to start essentially in the same place the campaign proper will start in the same place and then however these two players end up in the world after that will literally be up to them they are starting their at least their home districts are basically on i wouldn't say completely opposite sides of the map but there is enough space between them that it would be very hard for them to run into one another by accident um, and they may, so we may do uh, a session or two where they're cooperating or fighting each other, I don't know. Probably fighting. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, um, so my player today is uh, Lowen, he's with me today. Hey guys, how's it going? Good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. If you if you got to catch any of the old show, you, you met Lowen in the past. Um, so hopefully you guys uh, remember and enjoyed his playstyle. I enjoy his playstyle. And I'm glad that he's able to play again. Um, as always, this is a home game. Um, our kids are running around making noise. So if you hear that in the background, um, this is an overpopulated city. And there will be children running around <laughs> making noise. So uh, <laughs> hopefully that's good with everybody. And uh, you, unless you have anything else, we'll go ahead and get it started. I just wanted to say that uh, I'm glad to come back. I've been looking forward to this game for a while. We've been planning this for what? Almost two, almost three months now. Two or three months, yeah. Yeah, uh, real excited to get into it. And uh, as far as the noise goes, man, we got a couple of hellions out there. So two year. Yeah, olds. they've been they've been getting with it today. They're having yeah. a blast. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun though. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, really like the direction that you're going with this one. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, uh, but you know, me, character building is my favorite thing to oh, do yeah. in all of this. Oh yeah. And so uh, hopefully I've put together a character that you guys can relate to and enjoy li watch or listening to. So, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. So on the top, I'm also going to say um, I'm using a new music app today. We're using Pocket Bard. Um, they're new to the scene, and they have some really great stuff. I still may also use stuff from RPG Fantasy Worlds because I like both of them very much. But I'm going to be trying Pocket Bard out today and just see how it goes. So... Uh, if you're interested, I would say absolutely download this app. It is great. And then RPG Fantasy Worlds is an amazing app as well. I've I, I've replaced and went through so many different sound boards, uh, and these two are just phenomenal. Um, Pocket Bards is a little more minimalist than uh, RPG Fantasy Worlds, and so depending on what you're doing, it might not be for you, but it's great. With that, we're going to get into it. Alright. There are trillions of worlds across the universe. On a handful of these, life gained a foothold. One such world is Midgard. Midgard's one defining feature that it, er, is that it is spectacularly unlucky. <laughs> um, it is in a constant fight with death. Each age of this world is defined by the rise and fall of a lich. For three ages the people of Midgard fought back and just when it seemed like they had defeated death itself 
the Lich returned. Now at the end of the fourth age, all that stands is one city. The city spans out 200 miles in every direction from its center, taking up about 26,000 square miles of space. At the center of the city is a large portion known as Capital Circle. It encompasses an area of about 300 square miles um, and it is about 35 miles wide at its widest point. This is not exactly a proper circle. Radiating out from Capital Circle are 23 districts, all specializing in different trade goods and operating independently under a feudal system. All of this leads back to the king, Nevik Maynard. King Maynard is an old king with no heirs, and as such, every lord and lady in the kingdom is trying to grab enough power to take the throne. Maybe not all of them, but the majority for sure. These power grabs range from dirty politics to gang wars in the streets. Free trade used to be how the system worked. It, but now it is encumbered with overreaching taxes and backroom deals, illegal drugs, human trafficking, extortion, and inflation are at an all-time high. Surrounding all of this is a constant reminder that there is no escape. Nearly 13,000 miles of wall with sealed gates and magical barriers encompass the city a symbol of the salvation of life against the plague that turned most of the world into an undead nightmare. Welcome to Nordra, the last bastion of hope for mankind. As the, and I've always loved to do this like movies, so as the camera pans through the sky, you see this massive city massively overpopulated. This is a city so large that it's having to start building up because there is no more places to put on the ground. And it pans down into the capital circle. You see the markets and the glorious buildings. The white stone of the capital circle is a very beautiful, rich area of this city. And down into the streets you see an old Paladin walking with a friend and the camera comes in to see his friend. What does he look like? Well, uh, right here you'll see uh, someone by the name of Soldinero Shadowsong. He goes by Nero to all those that know him and love him. Um, he stands about six foot two. He has darkish brown hair. Uh, with a single white stripe across the front of it. Um, he is a towering, slightly intimidating looking guy, but quite friendly once you get to know him. Um, if you look closely at his face, you'll see that it's uh, even though he is a younger man, he has definitely trained hard. He is very skilled in the art of war. Uh, his eyes, though blue and inviting, have a golden shimmer to them due to his heritage. Uh, but uh, that's that's Nero for you. Well, I would say about the the paladin. Of course, you know to be Boromir. <laughs> yeah. Um, and your your uh, 
however many greats uncle. Yeah, right. Um, and you you know you know some special things about Boromir. He is um, he's a little over two thousand years old. He was one of the founders of this city, um, and he fought in the previous war, in the end of the Third Age. I'm very familiar with Boromir. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, Boromir was my original char- character in the uh, the last campaign that we did. In the, in the Midgard campaign. Not the last one we did for the show. We never did yeah. the Midgard campaign for the show. Um, but he gained a version of immortality. He's still aging, but it is a much, much slower process. Um, and so for him, some changes from what you remembered of him. He is gray-headed now, but it is a gray hair with a white stripe in it. Uh, the white stripe never left, um, but he is—he's uh, an Asimar. He's—he's half uh, celestial, mm-hmm. and his eyes glow gold, um, and so on. So it, it is someone who is very familiar to you, but um, maybe not to the audience. <laughs> right, right. I didn't think about that. Um, but that being said, he—you're—you're you're walking down the street and you're headed towards. Uh, where, where are you wanting to go? You know that you were here in the capital. You were summoned by, um, by the capital to attend a required council meeting. And um, your family um, sits on this council. Your father runs District 11, although he has not been running it for a while. You've been running it, so you attend these meetings. Um, I don't really have anywhere that I particularly want to go. Um, I'm more or less... I'm enjoying a walk with my uncle that have become far fewer since the death of my mother. Um, So I'm just taking in the time and enjoying the conversation with Boromir. Okay. Yeah, and he's direct through your mother's line, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's right, because your father father forbade him from coming to the the district after after she passed. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh... Okay, so you guys are just walking down, say, the main the main street yeah. towards the council building? Yep. Okay. I'll jump right into this, man. <laughs> I ain't looking for no hour-and-a-half shopping spree, bro. <laughs> that would be a stab at Dante. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so as you guys walk down the street, uh, he leans over to you, and he's like, when we're done with all this, I want you to come back to the stable, um... I've, I've figured something out. I, I'm not sure if it'll work, though, but I want to try something, and I need your help. Yes, sir. Gladly. I'll do whatever you ask. All right. Well, that, that sounds good. I think, I think you'll find a level of appreciation for it. Um, as you walk, you do see monuments and things of that nature. You can roll checks if you want to. You don't have to. Um, not necessary. I'm just ready to get into this story, <laughs> Fair dude. Enough. I'm excited. Okay. Um, you do come up toward the Capitol building, um, or the, the Capitol Council building. It is in the dead center of, uh, of the city. So from this point out, it's 200 miles in every direction. It doesn't matter which direction you go, you will walk 200 miles before you hit the outer wall. Wow. Okay. Um, I knew you said the city was big, but gosh, it's enormous. dog it, man. It's enormous. It's enormous. <laughs> Um, mind you, the entire population of the world is in this city, right. so um, that poses poses a bit of a problem. <laughs> right. Um, the council building sets at the center of the city. It's a large, luxurious building with banners from all 23 districts hanging 
from the top of the building. It is a rounded building with white stone pillars that surround the outside um, and are carved with the effigies of the heroes who built Nordra. You do recognize Boromir's effigy up there. Um, along with others, you can roll checks. Uh, some of them you may actually know, but you can roll checks if you want to see if you recognize any of these people. Yeah, I'll roll a check to okay. see. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> it would be uh, start, history. Start that off <laughs> badly. Uh, I guess it only makes sense that, you know, uh, you said history? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, 16? Okay, so you do recognize a few people up there, and of course some of these you know um, just because of dealings of your district or otherwise. Maybe some from your childhood you saw with Bormir because some of them were his friends. Right. Um, but you do recognize a dwarf and a tiefling. Um, that would be Draga and Lovely. You recognize them from District 2, I believe. Um, you see Dothiria. Uh, she's a centaur. She is the master of your order, uh, the Knights of Twilight. Um, you see two imposing figures. Um, one of them you think you you know, you're not sure exactly who he is, but it's a Goliath. Um, and another you know for sure. His name is Grogil, and your district has a decent amount of dealings with Grogil. Uh, he is the first orc. He has been around since the beginning of the world. Um, and he is very old. And there are a few others up there. Um, you do not see, however, the link to your bloodline, or basically Boromir's brother. You don't see Faramir there. Okay. Do I know why? Yes. Okay. Uh, you you do know that he was not here for this. Um, there is a statue and an effigy of him, uh, but it is in a monumented place for people who gave the ultimate sacrifice for the world. Um, and in the past, you would know from childhood stories that were told of him that he sacrificed himself to give Midgard a chance. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so do, do I need to elaborate a little bit on the family history for you everyone? You can if you want. Or? Yeah, if you want to. You okay. absolutely can. Uh, just a brief kind of like historical reference for my character. Um he is the direct descendant of Faramir, the brother of Boromir, uh, who was uh, part of that main Midgard uh, hero faction. Um, his, my, I guess, what should be great, great, great grandmother? Um, it's been 2,000 years. So, great, 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 so, great. So, uh, probably in generational status, I would say what 60 to 70th great <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well anyway uh she was my great-grandmother had no idea that she was pregnant with what would be my great whatever no no, no no she absolutely knew of whenever they went off to the final battle when they left okay he did not know he didn't know yeah okay he so, never he never knew he never knew that yeah. he had a child waiting for him but i guess that's ultimately what allowed him to make the sacrifice without yeah, that last journey that y'all took um, was about four months uh, on the road, and before before he would have died, and um, she knew, but he did not. Gotcha. She didn't want him to worry. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So that's Marta. Uh, Marta. Marta. Yeah. Uh, that's the direct link between me and Boromir. That's why he's holds such a special place to me. Um, because of, well, I'm going to silence this bad boy. <laughs> but, okay. yeah. So, needless to say, Boromir is very special to me. <laughs> the entrance hall of this round building is flanked by hallways and staircases. Um, there are many floors on either side that it that they lead up to, and they uh, possess offices and housing for council members and the staff needed to run a kingdom of this size. Um, the council chamber at the center of the grand er, at the center is a grand amphitheater. Floating around the room is a strange orb that, when spoken into, amplifies the voice of the speaker. It constantly floats around the room and can be called by any of the council members to any of the boxes so that they can speak if necessary. Um, at the dead center is a raised platform with a throne on it. The throne sits empty. So, as you walk into this, you... No more. <laughs> Yeah, no one ever tells you to run a single-player campaign that you have to prep like a madman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, So as you, as you walk into here, uh, you, you go to your box, you and Boromir go to your box, and you notice that there are... So now on this picture, there are no empty spaces. I don't have room for 23 boxes on my right. table. Right. <laughs> um, but you do notice that there are some empty boxes, uh, but a lot of people tend to share. These people are friends. They've known each other their entire lives, or are new to the scene but the reality is is that most of these people know each other so they end up sharing boxes they talk with one another and all of that they don't go back to their boxes when council meetings start right um because why you know um so you do notice uh Grochiel and Dothiria um they're sharing a box you see Dragon Lovely down below they're sharing a box um and you recognize a few other faces and whatnot you've been at these meetings for a while now um you're old enough that you would have seen King Nevik Maynard, but you do also know that he hasn't been in one of these meetings in probably six years. Okay. Um, so you're not new to this, but you have definitely seen him. You see Relina Drake there, and then you see down uh, on the actual platform proper, you see um, six people. Um, you would know these people to literally be the people who run the kingdom. Um, like these are the head advisors that run the uh, the kingdom. So like the master of coin and so on, right? Like right. That's those people. Um, one of them runs the justice system. One of them, you know, to give you an idea. And in the middle, standing in front of the throne, you see a solitary kinker. Um, everyone in the kingdom knows who this man is. His name is Ard, and he came into the kingdom a few hundred years ago from outside the wall. Um, it would have been... Stories would have been told about this to everyone for as long as he's been here. Uh, it is a feat of unsurmountable and unbelievable circumstance that it could even happen. So, um, His name is Ard, and he is the mouth of the king. Unlike any kinku from historical tale that you've ever heard of, he has a voice of his own, but he can also speak the words of others. 
can chat with people or you can listen if you want to try to figure out what people are talking about um, or you can just kind of wait or just look around to see who all's there so on you know yeah um I guess I kind of like passively listening to other conversations around me and everything like that but when you do come uh, in you you would also I would say um, so first off you had to disarm outside I forgot that part okay um, no one in this room, although these miniatures all have weapons, <laughs> no one in this room has weapons, um, except for a solitary man down here, and you know that person, or a woman down here, uh, you know her to actually run the capital guard. Okay. Uh, and she has a weapon. She's on the main platform. Um, so she's like the master of arms of the, of the capital guard. Okay. But none of these people have weapons. I forgot to give you the opportunity. You can take it now if you would like to try to sneak one in. No. Okay. No, <laughs> no I, I know how this game, how this works. Uh, no, I'm not going to try and sneak a weapon in. So you willingly checked your weapons and all yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you do see um, a number of different people uh, in front of you. Dragon Lovely are in the box in front of you. They turn around. They're chatting and whatnot. Oh, how do you been, boy? It's been forever since I've seen you. Oh, doing pretty good, thank you. How about yourself? Well, I'm making it, I'm making it. You see um, a bit of gray in his beard, um, but it's mostly red. <laughs> uh, Lovely is a unique individual within the world. Um, she is undead. Right. She is the only undead that is actually inside these walls. Okay. Um, but she is a free-minded. Um, free she is not beholden to the lich. Gotcha. never was um, I'm currently in the process of writing a, a book that explains all that so gotcha. maybe at some point we can pimp a book I may or may not have read part of that <laughs> but it talks about her creation and how come she is not actually beholden to the lich gotcha. um, so uh, I guess roll a few perception checks if you kind of want to okay. get the, the mood of the room or what people may be talking about uh, I've got a 24 okay. on perception. So, uh, just general conversation. You're hearing people talk about their districts. You're hearing people complain and whine about certain things. Uh, lack of food here or whatever. Or maybe funding and all of that. Uh, mostly money, agriculture, um, crime, right? Like you're hearing right. a lot of that type of talk. There is a, I would say, a feeling of unease. Um, these required council meetings like this don't happen that often and usually when they do it's significant so this is a required council meeting and there's still people missing no 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 everyone's here it's just oh, okay oh, some of these boxes are empty because people gotcha. are you know sharing and talking with one another gotcha yeah so every all everybody in charge of every district is here yes okay this is every person from every district and some of their retinue gotcha so not not like you know like boromir is with you he is not in charge of a district he just lives in the capital circle gotcha um, but he is friends with you, and he is your uncle, and he can be here because he came with you. Right. So, Could um, he have been here whether he wanted to and wasn't with me? He probably could have been, <laughs> but some of these people in this room could not. Gotcha. Um, if you look a few boxes over, you see a fire genasi lord and possibly his son, a younger fire uh, genasi, or an ifrit, actually. Sorry. Okay. Different system. <laughs> uh, um, he's an Afrit, um, and there is what 
I would call staff uh-huh. there with him. So, you know, you know that staff would not be able to be in this room without him. Gotcha. Um, you brought no staff with you, so. Right. Okay. Um, trying to think if there's anybody that I want to kind of zero in on. And you can have conversations with anyone here, whatever you want to do, yeah. Uh, Lovely yeah. seems to be stoic. She normally is. Um, she is not unfriendly or uninviting. She's she not real just, talkative. She just kind of, she's here. You know? Yeah. She's not at home doing her work, doing her whatever. You know her to be that person. Okay. Uh, nothing comes to mind. Like I'm probably not going to have an over overactive imagination until we get into this kind right, of stuff. Right, until you so. get to know some of these people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We walk up to some random dudes like, hey, man, how's it going? How about them <laughs> right. evil dead out there? <laughs> uh, what you do see is a very wide spectrum of uh, races and, and types of people here. This is uh, a true representation of the races of the world. Um, I don't have them on the board, but you do actually see one box that possesses three goblins and an ogre. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Just to give you an idea, like as as like individuals here for a purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. They they run a district. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't have them here because, like I said, I don't I don't have room for everybody. Right. But um, yeah, there there is a box that has three goblins and an ogre. Um, the ogre doesn't appear to be in charge. I would say not. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Normally, ogres enslave goblins. Right. Um, there is a. A goblin with a very beautiful crown. Uh, he seems to be running things. Gotcha. So, um. <laughs> All right. Uh, but there are, you know, orcs, dragonborn, uh, lizard folk, um, turtle. Uh, there is a. There's a. a uh, there is a single solitary person that you also know to be the only one of his kind um, in the uh, in the room. Uh, he's tall, has uh, tentacles from his face, um, but you know him to be um, the only one of his kind okay. as well. Um, but uh, aside from him, you see a spectator um, just kind of floating with his his single eye, and he is chatting with a turtle. Okay. Um, you know, he has a top hat. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's fancy. Like he is not wearing anything else. Like High society living he is for this completely guy. Completely naked <laughs> except for a top hat. But you also know that he doesn't have like normal genitalia and all that. So right. it's, it's it, normally when you see a spectator, which is very rare, um, they don't wear anything. So for gotcha. him to have a top hat on, it's just kind of odd. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Now, conversation goes on for a little while, and then um, Ard steps forward, and he slams his cane into the floor, and the boom that comes from this is way louder than it should be. Um, Magic stuff? Oh, yeah. It's a boom, 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 three times, right? And everybody quiets. You all know me. You all know my heroic story and how I entered this city and where I come from. You all know the job I do. And I will say it is not a pleasant job today. I will say something in the words of the king. This will be his last decree 
as he is choosing to convalesce and die with some sort of dignity. That will be some time from now, though. You notice that the orb is not in front of him, but his voice is absolutely amplified. Okay. Um, and you know him to be the mouth of the king. Right. He then begins to speak, and the voice is very different. I, King Nevek Maynard, decree that the kingdom be dissolved and given to the people as a constitutional republic. We have done what we can to make sure they are safe, but it is time for them to start making their own choices, and all of you currently represent them. It would be good for you to get your houses in order. For in a year's time, you might not be representing them when they choose who will do it. Outrage. You're talking about an explosion of outrage in this room. People are yelling, people are angry, people are loud. They're talking to one another. There is an enormous amount of outrage. You will not hear that out of the people around you these people okay relina drake seems to be completely at ease she's not bothered at all um you see dragon lovely they're just kind of looking around um Grogiel smiles um Delceria is just like finally <laughs> you know like, <laughs> you know her yeah <laughs> um you can talk with these people you can talk to gormir you can listen to see what some of these people may be getting up to yeah, I want to I want to listen in. Just kind of see if maybe anybody that I know personally if they're in aversion to this. Okay. Uh, so, uh 19. Okay. Um so listening ahead of you, you hear Dragon Lovely, they do kind of turn and and speak to one another. And Lovely says to Draga, it's like we need to get this is going to be a problem and we need to get the troops ready for when people try to take it that's all you hear you just see him nod and they look like they're preparing to leave okay um, to the left of you Grosjeel is just a happy happy guy he's just like yeah this is what it should have always been you know right um, Dothiria does turn to him and she's like, how many troops do you have at your disposal? And you hear some numbers, um, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem like they're looking to take over, right? Right. She's just wanting to make sure the kingdom's safe. And you know her to be that person. She's right. the head of your order. Right. Um, I would say to your left, uh, you see a dragonborn and a gnome. And they are kind of talking. And you hear maybe the dissenting conversation about possible power grabs. Okay. Um, there is an orc and a loxodon that are together and you hear uh what appears to be an argument between the two um about whether or not this is a good idea or whether or not their districts can survive it okay um as all of this is happening you see the orb call over to uh to this box here, maybe far to your left, where you saw the Ifrit 
Okay. Um, and the younger Ifrit, um, he looks like he is quite young. Uh, it's hard to tell age with, with the Ifrit because their skin um, kind of has that fiery glow to it, right? Gotcha. Um, but uh, you do see the orb be called over by him, and you hear him speak out. He says, what happens when the corrupt people in this room try to take the throne? And you see a load of people look his direction. The noise doesn't really cut down, but they're not happy with this person. As this happens, you see the older of the two Afrit just look at him mortified. And you see the person down in front of him also look mortified. And you notice that there was a conversation going between the two of those. The older uh, Ifrit and the man below him. Um, just to give you some. Okay. <laughs> um, Can I respond to that? Well, when this happens, you see Ard step forward, walk very calmly up the stairs, lean in, whisper something into his ear and walk back and take his position. When this happens, Grosjeel looks at you, and he's like, when you're on your way home, if you choose to stop by my district, because it's on the way, you're more than welcome to visit. You know, always. That being said, it is an open invitation, and I have another one to give. And he starts to leave, comes over, says something to him, and leaves out of the building directly after Grosjeel the younger of the two are free leaves as well okay now you're free to do whatever you want okay <laughs> uh, shoot I don't have a response then since sorry some of this was set in place before yeah, you were ever I a think, player <laughs> when you when you described him I was like nah I know who exactly who that is now. Uh, so Grosjeel is gone Lovely and Draugr are starting to get their things together, and the younger of the two Ifrit left. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I want to call the orb over. Okay. Call the orb over. It comes to you. You know you just speak into it. You've done it before. So. Okay. Um, man. Uh, what, do I, what exactly do I want to say to these people? <laughs> um... The young Ifrit speaks true words. Who in this council would dare go against the will of our king? So you do see a bit of, you know, people looking at you now, right? Mm -hmm. um, there are plenty of people in this room who are not even paying attention. They are trying to get their shit together to get out of here. Gotcha. Right? Um, some of these people have, you know, multiple weeks worth of journey. You do as well. You have right. like two and a half weeks to get home. Um, you know, uh, teleportation circles are not something that are common um, just because that is a rift in time and space and the undead can get through it. Right. Right. So... Okay. Um, it is not a common thing, and when they do exist, they exist for very short amounts of time, and even then they are not guarded. Yes, absolutely. I can imagine. Um, as you do the Loxodon that is close to you, uh, he 
leans over. Uh, he is in the box next year. So he leans over. And he's like, making enemies in this room are probably not the best idea, son. Not threateningly. Right. But you do know him to be a cautious individual, right? Gotcha. Um, that being said, you see Ard slowly come toward you, walk up the stairs, lean down, and whisper in your ear. Perhaps you should meet a man at the market. And he turns and walks away. Well, that's not vague at all. <laughs> it's a massive market. How am I supposed to go off of that hard? Come on, man. Jeez. Uh, as you do this, Boromir turns to you, and, and he, you know him to have exceptional hearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he turns to you and he says, we can find the man, don't worry. If you say so, Uncle. <laughs> uh, Dragon Lovely turned to you. If you're ever near District 2, you're more than welcome to always visit. But I've got a lot of business to take care of. And Lovely just nods. If you want to speak to them, you can. That's not the end of them if you don't want it to be. Um, I'm just going to... Uh, so, what type of manpower do I have at my disposal? Uh, you have, so far as knights go, yeah, or or your your uh, your, not your city watch, but the people who are in your personal retinue of, of knights. I uh well, so let's say because you told me you wanted to separate those, but basically militant and police. Right, right. Um, basically, like if I offered reinforcements to Draga based off of the conversation that I overheard. You could, you could easily that? offer 30 men. You probably have at your disposal 100. Okay. Um, just because you were very specific about the type of people you wanted and the type of training you wanted right. to give them, I would say you have at least 100 well-trained people. You could offer all 100 of those men, but that would leave you with none that right. are fully trained and capable. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I just want to, like... As Draga's, like, turning to leave, I just kind of want to catch his shoulder. Um, I overheard you and Lovely speaking. Aye, lad. Should you need some reinforcements, do not hesitate to call. I do appreciate it. You know what I do for a living, and you know him to run mercenaries. Right. Um, a lot of personal bodyguards and things of that nature. That is what he does for a living. Okay. Uh, he used to run adventuring, but there's not a lot of adventure left. <laughs> in the world you do know though um, that he does lead archaeological digs beneath the city um, and that is where the bulk of his income comes from okay so um, hopefully we'll be just fine but uh, you may wish to speak to Grosjeel I know that he has a lot of troops at his disposal only runs the army but he will be probably stretched thin with the defense of this city if people decide to try to take it. I'll speak with him. Very good. Lovely comes and she leans in and she places her forehead on your forehead and she says, may the gods bless you. And she walks on. I like Lovely. Always oh, have. She's, my, she's one of my favorite characters I've ever created. Yeah. Okay, I guess, uh, 
I'm gonna go over and speak to Daltheria and Grogil. Well, he's gone. I'm sorry. He he. Oh, Grogil left. Yeah, he walked out. Yeah. But Daltheria is there. You see her. She is frantically going through papers and things of that nature. She is not frantic. She always has that state of calm and that bitchy attitude and that resting bitch face, right? (laughs) Like you know her. She's always and she's highborn as hell. Like she's like she doesn't mean to be that way. You know her to be a very friendly individual, but she never comes off that way. Right. Okay. Um. Ah. Uh, oh god, I gotta remember her voice. It's been years. <laughs> Nero, I take it you're headed back to your district. You're not coming to District Five. I think I have a few stops that I must make first. Yeah, fair enough. If you have need of the knights uh, in any regard, you know that you're always welcome. She ended up Irish somehow. I'll <laughs> change that in the future. I'll have to practice her voice. You know that you're welcome there at any time. However, uh, you might want to tend to your own people. This could get sticky. And not too many fears come from my people. Fair enough. You still have the Sending Stone, yes? Yes. Very good. I will contact you when I have more information about what the Knights may be up to. Well, whatever it is you need, don't hesitate to let me know. Very good. Uh, I do have some men at my disposal that I can display dispatch your direction if necessary well i believe we'll probably be fine we have uh we have an excess of ten thousand men so i'd say you're doing better than i am well that's what i do (laughs) (laughs) either way you know that my men are very highly trained yes and should you be need of in some some cases more highly than mine i might add (laughs) Should you in, have yourself in need of some specialized individuals, let me know. I will indeed. Um, I'll be in contact for sure. Yep. Uh, if... Do you have any direct... Is, hmm, how do I say this? Are there any direct concerns that I need to be made aware of now? There are a few people in this room that will absolutely be a problem. I would look towards the goblins... They're always a problem. Um, and she points out an orc. There are more than one orc in this room. She points out a very specific orc. Okay. She says, that man will be a problem. I guarantee it. Uh, you can roll a check or she can tell you his name if you just want to ask. Uh, I want to see if I know the guy. No, I don't. At, <laughs> at a ten. All right. <laughs> Uh, his name is Kalgroth Deathbringer. Oh, I love that name. He is a... He a certain thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know him to run a district. He is a... Um, he's a vicious ruler of his district. He leads with an iron fist. And because of the subsequent nature of this kingdom, he is allowed to do so. You run your district the way you wish. Right. Um, this is 23 kingdoms inside of one kingdom. You know, right? Um, they do follow a certain set of rules, but for the most part, you run your district the way you wish to run your district, and you know him to be a very hard ruler. Okay. Or I wouldn't say you know him, but she explains that. To okay, you. I got you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've probably heard stories at some point. Maybe not pick him out of a crowd per se, but I've probably heard stories. Yeah. As you look around, you see some of these people are starting to leave. You see. Um, 
you see the odd man uh, with the tentacles on his face. You see him leave out. Um, you see... And actually, you know that man. I'm sorry. You know that man very well. You do business with him. His name is Karkarath, um, and he runs the prison ward. Oh, okay. He's, yep. He runs the prison. You also know that everyone in his district is a prisoner. Okay. Everyone? Everyone, including the guards. Okay. Yeah. He somehow manages to maintain it alone very well. Hmm. That sounds tricky. And people who are allotted for death end up in your fighting pits. Yep. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And <laughs> you're in, in, in your arena. So, But you see him leave out, and behind him you see the spectator leave out the, uh, the floating ball with the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, start, he leaves out. Um, if you look a little further around the room, uh, you see the large man that is off to the very far side. Um, he's a Goliath. And you recognize him from outside. Mm. Okay. Um, the he, statue? Yeah. Okay. He is, uh, he is wearing skins, and he is... He just kind of looks chill. Like, super chill. Oh, yeah. He's smoking it up. Maybe not in here. Maybe not in here. But he just seems like super chill. He has a frying pan hanging from his uh, from his belt. Um, he just seems like a cool dude. Okay. Okay. I guess uh, I'm going to uh, turn to Boromir. Uncle, I do believe it is time for us to leave. It probably wouldn't be the worst idea, lad. And to your place, I say? Sounds good. I've got something to show you anyway. That's. I'm looking forward to it, but I, I do believe we have some things to discuss as well. We probably do, yes. Alright, so you two walk out of the council chamber with this news you know that you have a year before elections are going to happen and that this kingdom will be transitioning into a constitutional republic heck yeah um, I love it and there will still be 23 districts and a capital circle so <laughs> sounds fantastic I like it um, as you are walking through the streets of capital circle and you've noticed this before but you do notice that the population density here seems a lot lower. This is uh, definitely they've built up here, mm -hmm. but more for comfort than necessity. Gotcha. And you would easily be able to assume that the population of the Capital Circle is a third of yours. Okay. Okay. That is uh, still a lot of people, though. Oh, yeah. That's a half a million people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But you, you also know that your district is not much larger than this. Right. And you possess three times the amount of people. We make it work. We make it work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You walk out, you collect your weapons, uh, and you adjourn to Boromir's? Yeah. I want to definitely do an inspection of my weapons, though, to make sure that nothing's been tampered with. Nothing's been tampered okay. with. You can you can roll checks if you wish, but I, I believe you. I don't uh, feel like everything that was taken was put into uh, lock boxes, and the key was given to you. Gotcha. 
and that was all done within your site. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's go to let's go to Bormir's, man. All right. <laughs>